Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of the Finsights podcast. My name is Justin. I'm also a mod here on the Option Traders group on Facebook, if you're listening here. Today, I just wanted to go over how these podcasts are going to go. Uh, these are going to be weekly, and we're just going to discuss basic general market commentary, and we're going to have particular topics that we come up throughout the week that we decide as going to be good knowledge for traders to have in general and uh, we're going to have guest commentary from some of the other admins here in the group about different option strategies that some of us may struggle with and uh, I know personally I'm not an option trader uh, but I have been a market technician for the last six years and I think with the combination of my insight and the guest commentary from some of the admins here there's more than enough experience to provide some value to this group and to the uh, other podcast listeners who are listening somewhere else. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to just go ahead and get started and start the general market commentary. So first, I'm going to just simply cover the S&P and use that as kind of our baseline when we're talking about the general market. I, I find it's the most accurate thing to gauge the entire market. So as I pull up the S&P 500 daily chart here, I'm seeing that the chart is telling me that, that the market is overbought uh, based on my technical indicators showing uh, negative divergences and overbought, uh, what a, is the stochastics indicator. We're also overextended a little past the 50-day moving average, and we're about 10% off the 200-day moving average, which in the past few years, that's typically not lasted very long. And most recently, we were uh, we got to 8% before we actually had a decline back to the 200-day moving average. So I see that as stronger support, but the 50 can definitely hold a short-term support. And uh, the 50-day moving average is somewhere around uh, 32.69 on the S&P. And I guess I should start by saying I'm recording this on Thursday night, February 20th. And today we were down just under half percent. And I think that might continue. Uh, indicators are telling me the market is slightly overbought right now. Um, obviously, we can't predict exactly where the market's going to go day by day. But uh, this is definitely a higher risk area. And the way I like to get, gauge risk is using technical indicators like my stochastics indicator and the MACD indicator. If you're unfamiliar with that, uh, we'll get into that more and then also on my Patreon. But right now in the short term, based on the daily chart, I think things are a little overheated and we're bound to pull back to at least the 50-day moving average. There's nothing in the short-term trend that says we're going to have any kind of huge sell-off or anything like that. Uh, volume was negative today, but it wasn't very high. And if you're an option trader, I don't know if you are uh, pay, paying attention to the volume, but today was below average, and but it was a uh, down day and slightly stronger than yesterday. Now, as I'm looking at the S&P hourly chart, I notice there is a very good example of negative divergence, which I have covered in the previous video I posted that's also going to be on the Patreon. And right now, uh, on the hourly chart, S&P 500 is kind of stopping right below the 50-day moving average. It, it, it sold off from the resistance area I had highlighted. 
and now it has rebounded just a bit but stopped just below the 50-day moving average which is a sign that there could be some further pullback this week uh, or next week and if you're new to the MACD it is it stands for the moving average convergence divergence oscillator or indicator and what this does is kind of gauge momentum in the stock market. I like to use it on the daily and weekly chart to gauge divergences and convergences, which helps tell which way the momentum is going. So this tells me an entry right now, uh, longer term, is probably a high risk trade, especially if you're trading leaps or anything like that. If you're an option trader, this is uh, definitely not the time to go long, longer term. Uh, another thing I'm looking at here is our trend lines, and we are overextended past our accelerated trend line. So things are definitely heated on all time frames when I'm looking at the charts. None of that is indicative that the market is going to sell off and that I'm not calling a top or anything like that. I'm just simply saying the trades are higher risk right now if you're a long position trader on the daily or weekly chart. Okay, next section we're going to move into is six reasons traders commonly do poorly. Uh, I fall into these categories myself quite a bit. When I was making this list, I can think of specific examples. I've done each and every one of these things. So first on the list is risk management. This is really key for option traders as well because not knowing what your max loss is going into the trade is going to set you up for failure in the future, I believe. As a market technician, I am not trying to predict the weather. I'm not trying to predict the exact way the price is going to go, whether it's up or down. I am simply trying to gauge past price performance and where my risk is gauged based on that. A few of the ways I do that is I'm, I'm using my indicators mixed with the price of the stock or index I'm looking at. So I like to see that the stock or index is oversold. I like to see that it's on some kind of support and there's been demand in the past. And I like to see that there's no negative divergences going on on my other indicators. So when I have all these different things, as well as gauging how the trend is, if it's in a long-term downtrend, if it's in a long-term uptrend, I'm really limiting my risk before I go into that trade. Whether or not I know which way the price is going to go, I at least know that my risk is limited and that my entry points are going to be better than trying to, say, use a moving average crossover because that's always going to lag and that doesn't tell you the full picture. The second reason why traders commonly do poorly is because they give up on a strategy or they go in without a plan at all. They just trade on a whim. They heard a strategy from a friend and they thought, well, I'm going to try this strategy before paper trading it or back testing it or doing their due diligence to make sure it's a viable strategy. Another thing is maybe they've come up with a strategy. They've done the paper trading. They think it works. They've done the back testing. It looks good. But then after a month, they've kind of given up on the strategy. And I, I see this pretty often, too. And I'll even give a personal example. My group came up with a strategy that 
we built an algorithm for it. We back tested it back to 2001 and we've paper traded it and live traded it in small samples. And we knew it worked. And what happened was I was trading it in my own account and I had two, two months where it wasn't working quite as good as I thought it, it should. And I kind of gave up on it and ended up losing money trying to make trades that I shouldn't have made. And for us, we even knew that there were going to be down months and there was even two down years from our strategy. But overall, we had about 30 to 35 percent gains per year in all our tests we did. And yet and it ended up costing me about eight thousand in dumb losses because I didn't stick to my strategy. Even though I knew all that, I still made the same mistakes that I'm telling you about is that I gave up on the strategy even though I know it works. And I ended up paying a pretty hefty price for that. So don't fall into the trap of giving up on your strategy too soon as well. The third reason traders commonly do poorly kind of ties into the last one is that they have the feeling to be in a trade at all times. If they're not in a trade and they're not constantly trying to make money, they feel like they're missing out. And just like the last scenario, I fell into that same boat. I had about a week where no stocks showed up on my scan. So I really wanted to just jump in and try and find something that could work. And I didn't really stick to my plan and ended up losing again on that trade. And even though we might have a plan and we might have all these rules, sometimes it still doesn't overcome the psychology of trading and we might still feel that urge and if that's the case there's nothing wrong with taking less than a percent of your portfolio maybe buying a couple shares and just seeing if you were right on that trade and there's no harm in that and that way you're also not blowing up your account you're not straying away from your actual strategy and you're still having fun while you're doing it because part of the reason we are trading is because we enjoy it so I understand wanting to always be in some kind of position. The fourth reason traders commonly do poorly is because they don't use limit orders. Sometimes you're just trying to get into that trade and you feel like it's not going quick enough and you might place a market order or you might place a stop order. And you're really just setting yourself up for failure because the market makers and the guys like uh, Rick from the group are looking for those kind of trades where someone just puts in a crazy bid or ask and they'll take whatever they can fill. And what happens is the stock might be trading around $10, but you put in that market order and you get it for $11. Because you placed a market order, there's no limit either way which fill order you might get. So you might be thinking that you're gonna get this filled for $10. And what happens is you end up getting it for 10, 50, $11 and you lose out on a crazy amount of percentage over time when you're filling those market orders like that. And it could be something as small as, you know, 10 and 5 cents. And it doesn't seem like much, but over the long term, you're losing out on these quarter and half percent gains over time. Even if your strategy is working, when you're doing these market orders, you're losing out on money. When we're trading as retail investors, unless we're throwing around huge sums of money, your order is likely going to fill on any stock or option that you're trading that has decent volume. 
And that's definitely something you want to know going ahead into the trade as well. Uh, but just know using a limit order is not going to affect your trade as much as putting in market orders. And this kind of ties into the fifth reason traders commonly do poorly is don't use stop losses. Now, when you hear that, you might think that is crazy. I am never going to go in a trade without a stop loss. But hear me out. One of the things we do in our strategy is we use time periods. So we know going into the trade how long we're going to hold that stock, whether we make a profit or loss. Another thing we do is we allocate a certain percentage of our portfolio. So for example, if you're only doing 10% of your portfolio per trade, which is a lot depending on what you're doing, if you lose 10% overnight, your account is still only down 1%. Now, if selling out at a certain price is still part of your strategy, fine, but use a limit order or a stop limit if that's what you need. But on days where the market drops 2-3%, those orders are going to get filled at the worst bid-ass spreads. And so what you need to do to protect yourself is not have a stop loss set up. And another reason I, I recommend not having a stop limit is, again, you should have been prepared going into that trade for the worst case scenario that happened anyway. And if you feel like you need to get out of a trade so quick that you have to have a stop loss because you can't monitor your trade, you need to ask yourself what kind of plan you are trading with. What kind of strategy do you really need to be trading with if you can't monitor that trade? The sixth and final thing traders commonly do poorly kind of ties into everything we've already talked about, and that is our emotions. A lot of times our emotions definitely get in the way of our trade. We see red, we see we're down 5%, 10%, and we just wanna give it all up and we just wanna sell out and be done, be in cash, stand on the sidelines. Well, what if the market's gonna to crash tomorrow? What, what if our trade's gonna fail? These are all things probably running through our heads and I'm no different than everyone else. I'm thinking I cannot lose this money. I've gotta be making money. So when we start looking at all these reasons we start to do poorly, we can limit our emotions as well. If we go in with good risk management, if we go in with a good strategy and we don't give up on it, we know we're going to write it out through thick and thin. If we go in and let's say there's not a trade available and we still feel like we need to trade and we know that we've got that safety net where we're just going to trade a couple shares at a time. So we feel like we're still in the market and we're still having fun. If we also go in using limit orders and not using stop losses, we are going to keep our emotions in check because we're not making irrational decisions. So today I've covered six reasons traders commonly do poorly. Uh, that was risk management, having a a plan, having a strategy, and not giving up, feeling the need to trade all the time, not using limit orders, using stop losses, and not keeping our emotions in check. We also went over the S&P 500. We noticed that it's a little overheated on the weekly chart and on the daily chart. We're finally starting to see some pullback on the hourly chart, so the daily chart may follow that. If you like this podcast, if you like listening to me, if, if you want to learn more, uh, we're going to be recording this every week. We'll get some guest commentators on in the future. If So if you like this podcast, just let me know in the comments. Let me know in a review if you're listening to this on iTunes. And uh, if you want to learn more about market technician and technical analysis, 
I've included the link for the Patreon, and we're going to get that launched April 1st. And we're going to have educational videos, podcasts, blogs, and Q&A. So I hope you enjoyed, and uh, good luck trading.